0: Welcome to Travel Talk by Altour and the Travel Authority, a weekly conversation about all things travel. I'm your host, Bonnie Pintozzi, as we spend our time together listening to expert guests discuss all the fascinating destinations and cultures you can explore. Let your mind be whisked away when top crews and tour companies in the travel industry stop by to chat. We will discuss the latest travel news, travel advice, and learn what's trending in the travel industry. Let's get your travel started. Today on Travel Talk by Outtour and the Travel Authority, we have a very special guest that can whisk us away to virtually over 100 countries around the world, and we're going to narrow down to a few of some of the really brand new ones, talk about some travel trends that are happening in 2020 and beyond. So, Sean Johnson, Senior Director, Sales and National Accounts for Abercrombie & Kent USA, welcome to Travel Talk.
1: Thank you, Bonnie. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, I am looking at these, d- definitely these incredible trips, these things that are out there. And, you know, it's fun to watch. But right before we got on the air, we were, I was talking to you about, you know, all these trends. And you know, people are predicting, oh, the 52 places that are most popular to travel to and all these different things. And I'm looking at a lot of the destinations and I'm going... Okay, Abercrombie Kent has that one, that one, that one, that one. So when I look at how our travelers today, what they're looking for in the types of trips and Basically, sustainability is a big deal. Um, we really want that to work with people and to travel with companies that believe in that. And, and I know Abercrombie and Kent really does from from what we're doing as far as being mindful, you know, of the things get going on, the local communities, the responsibility, and also the wildlife and the uh, you know the ecosystem. Abercrombie and Kent has always been a leader in that, right?
1: We have, I think it's, that's a really important thing to start with. As a company, um, one of the pillars of our organization is Abercrombie & Cut Philanthropy that supports some um, 44 projects in 24 countries around the world mm-hmm. that try to make the lives and livelihoods of the people um, in the communities, which oftentimes are some of the most underserved in the world, uh, we try to make their lives better um, by improving access to health care, offering educational opportunities, um, helping them develop community enterprise. And of course, uh, we've had a long history in in helping with conservation as well. So um we're particularly proud of of the accomplishments of AKP um as part of our company,
0: John, as you should be, because um it's it's just I mean, you care, and it 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 shows in your trips. It shows in you know what what impact you make on the world. Um, but let's let's start getting right into some of these wonderful, incredible destinations. The ultimate Iceland and Greenland cruise. Oh, let's talk about that one. This looks incredible.
1: So we were very excited to see uh, this destination in the top 10 of the New York Times, uh, 52 places to go in in 2020. And this is a really interesting cruise beginning in Reykjavik, um, sailing along the the west coast of iceland and then transiting um across the denmark Strait over to the southern tip and up the west coast of greenland um so we've added some really interesting features this is uh, going to be a kind of a breakthrough cruise for us uh so our luxury expedition cruises are fully inclusive so they include all of the drinks the tips the uh, shore excursions a couple of pre-hotel nights um in Reykjavik we even offer a charter flight uh to get the guests back from Kongor in Greenland to Reykjavik because it's easier to get uh, the flights onward and home uh from the, the Reykjavik International Airport. So we're um, we're throwing some really interesting things onto this in addition to uh, giving our guests contact with some local communities and uh, some Viking history that's in this part of the world. We've also got two brand new members of our expedition team or joining our expedition team. And I'd say for Abercrombie and Kemp, the expedition team is the heart and soul and what makes our offerings in in the Arctic and Antarctic really stand apart from any competitor. Uh, so these two new uh, team members that we're going to be uh, adding to some of these cruises over the summer, including this one, um, is a gentleman by the name of Alex Panko, um, who at 32 years old last July became just the 60th member of the Explorer's Grand Slam, which is uh, these members, um, I could never do this, but I'm really impressed with people who have. He has summited the highest peak on every continent, and he has trekked to both the South Pole and the North Pole. And he's made every one of his climbs a fundraiser for Lurie, and has raised over a million dollars um, as he's reached the Uh, Explorer's Land Grand Slams uh, level, and he's going to be leading some more active shore excursions for for some of our uh, guests who are interested in that type of travel. So that's a little bit more um, active than sometimes uh, we we even have available on our journeys, and so we're really excited to be adding that to our already robust program of great lecturers from people who are in the top of their fields um, for for this particular region.
0: It is amazing when you think about someone who accomplished what he has accomplished, and dealt with the obstacles in his way. Um, what a what an on, what an honor and opportunity to actually be on one of those cruises with him and to to see that passion. And those those trips are what you know. Are we looking at twenty and twenty one. Some of these, or beyond. So this one,
1: so this is a, a, a sort of a limited edition trip. So I think we're, we'll, we only operate this every few years. Mm-hmm. The dates on this are August thirteenth to the twenty seventh, and um, it's a fifteen day program, uh, beginning and ending in Recul- beginning in Reykjavik, uh, technically ending in Kongur um, so it's August 13th to 27th of 2020. So it's it's possible even to get us, I think some school age children on this. We will have a Young Explorers program um, on here as well. Um, so we're we're very excited. We we offer a couple of different Arctic programs every summer. Um, and in addition to this, when we have the Northwest Passage, which is a a real bucket list destination because it's literally going across the Arctic Circle uh, through Arctic Canada. Um, so sailing starting in Congerlussik where this cruise ends, and then making its way um, across the, the northern hemisphere and ending in Nome, Alaska. Um, so it's again a really interesting journey that not very many pe- many people on the face of this planet have ever uh, traveled. So um, we we have a lot of cultural interaction with the guests. I think one of my favorite stories on the Northwest Passage in 2019 was that we spent three hours, you know, our 180 or so guests, plus some of the crew and the captain spent two or three hours on shore with the local community, and the captain invited them back to see our community, and they were able to spend a couple of hours having lunch on the ship. Um, which was a surprise. None of the guests knew he was going to do that, nor did the village. Um, but it was really fun for us to get to see their home and them get to see um, the A&K guest's home uh, on board uh Le Boreal. So that was kind of a, a fun experience.
0: Well, and when we talk about the Arctic and the Antarctica, I know you're a little passionate about those polar regions for those luxury expedition cruises. I mean, it's... When you go to South Georgia and you see the 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 large colonies of penguins and the beautiful contrast of icebergs and deep blue sea, i mean it's just it's something that's breathtaking right?
1: It really is I think i people ask me what my favorite place is in the world, and I try not to limit it to one, but I can certainly say that Antarctica and South Georgia Island, which is in the very South Atlantic, sort of on the way down if you take the long way. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can literally see, and I did see a half a million penguins literally on one beach, so mom's, dad's, and their offspring. Um, And they're just as far as you can see. And literally, if you just stop moving, they will walk right up to you. So you can get some extraordinary up-close pictures, whether you're using an iPhone or a DSLR. Um, You can get some extraordinary photos. And all of the the expedition cruises that we offer include the services of a photo enrichment coach so we have the ship's photographers that are on board but the, Enrich- the photo enrichment coach actually teaches some classes on the way down on how to get the most out of your camera in the environment where you'll be so how to catch the, the penguins in the best way given that there's not a lot of color other than the grays and blues in the background And you can make some adjustments, even on your iPhone, um, to get some great photos. And then on the way back, he teaches you about editing photos and how to post effectively on social media. So, again, a really robust program um, to make sure that our guests who are interested um, can get the best pictures that they can to come back and visit their friends or talk about these with their friends. And, of course, post it on Instagram and Facebook.
0: It's amazing, and I, I definitely would need definitely someone like that to help me with my pictures because they don't turn out so good there. John, um, Where we go in 2020 and looking at where you're actually putting the pulse on the luxury travel um, and doing things like that, the Comeback King, Egypt, continues to be one of those destinations that people are coming back to. What do you think it is about Egypt?
1: It's truly a magical place, and I'll be really... F- and say the first time that that was my first trip to egypt and it was my first trip with abercrombie and kent almost 15 years ago and i was a little nervous uh just because you know it's the middle east and you know i just wasn't sure what to expect um but literally from the moment we stepped onto the jetway and there was somebody with an abercrombie and kent sign that took us around customs and immigration i thought i think i'm going to be okay and um then we proceeded over the next couple of weeks with an Egyptologist which is someone who has a 4-year degree in Egyptian history at minimum uh and she literally gave us a walk through history some of it was familiar from you know Sunday school classes growing up and some of my Jewish friends had talked about some things that that you know that were on that trip that we were talking about some things that that they learned that they remembered from their um, religious education growing up but there's just an extraordinary number of antiquities um, some wonderful big pieces of art that are you know, the carving the, the, uh, sorry, the sphinx um, in Giza which is the sort of the, the face with paws um, we've also got Abu Simbel down in the, the lower part of Egypt that has uh, four statues of Ramses II that as we rounded the corner and we are sort of picking our draws up, jaws up off the, the ground because it's just so grand and they're so big our Egyptologist was teaching us that the pharaohs believed that they had to have a likeness of themselves so they spent their whole life preparing for the afterlife and when they died they thought they would come back in the afterlife and they would find a likeness of themselves to remind them of what their life was so that they could regain what they had in in the previous life Um, but of course the next pharaoh didn't want that to happen so they would typically deface the uh, the images so that the old pharaoh wouldn't come back and take over and so you see a lot of these these faces that are you know have parts of them just hacked off. And in this case, there's one out of the four that's damaged, but there are three that are just fine. And he tried to Ramses II tried to beat the system by having 52 likenesses of himself spread all across Egypt, so they couldn't possibly get to all of them. Um, I wouldn't have probably read through all of that in a book, but it was fascinating when somebody was telling me the story in person, and it all just came together. Um, beautifully as we continue to explore the country.
0: Well, and it's got to be an experience to really to be able to, you know, go on the Nile River cruise, you know, the Sanctuary Sun boat, you know, forward, you know, you, you have an opportunity to really sail on the Nile and not too many people get that. That's true.
1: And I would say we've been lucky enough to, to have been able to keep our boats, and there are several of our boats in the water, we've actually now renovated all of them, uh, because in 2018, after you know nearly seven years of, of famine, funny enough, uh, the feast came mm-hmm. back to Egypt, and all of a sudden in 2018, Egypt went for us from worst in terms of performance uh, to first in terms of number of guests uh, who traveled there, and that's continued um, as we've gone along, um, last year, more than 11 million tourists uh, visited. Actually, in 2018, more than 11 million. They're still counting last year, but it's expected to be a significant jump up from that. And, of course, this year, the excitement in Egypt is, is the long-awaited opening of the Grand Egyptian Museum that's uh, opening up with 100,000 artifacts, many of which mm. have never been displayed to the public before. Um, so all of the, the King Tutankhamun's gold, gold, Um, Lots of the the mummy room, all of the the sort of great things that have been sort of preserved but not as beautifully displayed as they could be in the Museum of Antiquities now in downtown Cairo are being moved uh, starting this month uh, over into this brand new, enormous Grand Egyptian Museum um, that's opening up uh, in October of this year. So we're very excited uh, to see how that can add to our guests' experiences.
0: You know it's interesting too. Um, you know because there's there's so many we won't be able to go through every one of them. But you know you have the you have Sicily, and this is really a tailor made Italy for Sicily west to east, and the Amalfi Coast. I mean I've been there and I I still remember what that what the Amalfi Coast was like. Uh, it took my breath away. It was amazing, and Sicily is an area of Italy that. Once you're if you've been to Italy and you've gone to Rome, you've gone to different places, the people who are now exploring other destinations and want that immersiveness and everything and want to see something a little different. Sicily is very different. And what an opportunity to go with a Columbia and Kent.
1: It is. And I was just, um, I did a cruise around Italy this year with Abercrombie and Kent, and we stopped more times in Sicily than we did anywhere else on the cruise. We went all the way around from all the way from uh, Florence around to Venice. Um, but we spent quite a lot of time um, in Sicily just for the, the history that's there. And, the, and I think most importantly, and why most Americans like together is for the food. Um, I thought the food was just over the top mm-hmm. in every place that we that, that we dined on shore, and it was um, not always. These were not always Michelin-star, you know, fancy restaurants. Sometimes we just went to a local trattoria. Um, but when it was packed with locals, and you know, we had our sort of table in the corner, but you could see that it was packed with people. Um, you knew that that was going to be a great dining experience, if you like, Sicilian food. And so we had, and we had everything from sort of the, the classic Sicilian style of pizza to different pastas. Um, and, and the food we found to be very different um, in Sicily than the rest of Italy. Um, and the people um, also just as gracious um, and, and welcoming as they could be. A little more casual, I would say, than the rest of Italy mm-hmm. was my, my takeaway. Um, and there's some great hotel properties there as well.
0: Sicily is wonderful and the and Italians in general. I, I kinda'm of, a little biased with the last name Pintozzi. Um, <laughs> Uganda is one and we we talk about the gorillas and beyond and that's another one of the you know, the top ones that people are looking for, especially in twenty twenty. Um, what an opportunity and you know, we talked about this I think the last time we were on the air together. It's getting up close and personal, but not invasive. In the wildlife, is what this is definitely about, right?
1: Absolutely, um, the gorilla trucking in both Uganda and Rwanda is tightly regulated, um, but it's it's done so. I think with, with such a care for the for the animals. Um, these are our closest living DNA relatives um, to, to, to any human being, and so it's a real. There, there's something mystical almost about um, experiencing a, a, a gorilla up close. And the, the rules are, the, the, the way that the, the permits work, and that's actually if you're planning a trip to Uganda or to Rwanda, the first thing you have to do is, and we'll do it for you, of course, but we have to secure the permits. And then everything is built around um, the permits to see the, the gorillas. And so typically our guests will go out trekking for one or two days, The treks can be anywhere from half an hour to 45 minutes up to five or six hours because it's a true trek. We do not know exactly where the gorillas are when we leave uh, the camp or lodge. We have an idea of where they typically hang out, but we don't know. We don't have GPS on them, and there are no cameras in the the jungle. Um, So you're on a trek to find the gorillas, and then once we're close enough to the gorillas that you can see them, the stopwatch starts, and you have exactly one hour with the gorillas. Um, and they are what we call semi-habituated, meaning that they are not uncomfortable with humans being near them, not too close, but, but near them, so they're not going to come running after us typically. Um, they're, they're in charge, uh, that, and then we make that very clear. Um, but there are some amazing photos that people, and videos especially, that people have come back where the gorillas approach them. And sometimes it's a baby or, or the mother, and you see them picking at their hair like they're picking, like, Little ticks off of their 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 young ones um, there are no ticks on the people, but it's just funny to watch them do it um, and it's also typical typical that the the father the male is, is somewhere close by and sort of watching over and when he's decided it's time to move on, they all sort of fall right into line but uh, everyone I know who's done this just comes back and, and said just literally how mesmerizing it was to be with these really big yet fairly gentle um, And and, and really, just like a a, a fascinating place. And so, Uganda typically is is in the top 50 destinations, I think, with the New York Times and and us um, every year. And I think um, if I can also just say that Rwanda this year um, has reason to be in that top 50 list as well because they have opened three new luxury accommodations, three new uh, luxury lodges two, one and only, Venice and Gita property, um, and they are really going after the true luxury gorilla trekking experience. Um, so Uganda's got really comfortable accommodations, um, but we're talking setting new standard and a next level um, in Rwanda. And the price point reflects that even in the permits, because the Ugandan permits are about $600, and the Rwandan ones have gone up to $1,500 per day for one hour. So wow.
0: And it's a couple things
1: to keep in mind.
0: Good design so we can retain the the, the beauty and and respect the the area that we're going to um, so it'll be there for lifetimes for, for all of us. One of the things I want to make sure we talk about is the fact that where um, where you go there are special offers that can be done for families right i mean we we're talking about destinations and if i was listening to the show i'd say well this is great but I, you know i have a family that loves to travel together um, you design especially for 2020 um, you have 13 really family friendly adventures on all seven continents don't you
1: we do um, so we've we've offered family travel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a few years, we were sort of finding our our sweet spot um, because I think we were trying to come up with places that had pools and were more, quote-unquote, family-friendly. And one of the bits of feedback that we kept getting from our guests is our children are used to luxury, that we, we want luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the hotels that we choose, while well, we still try to get a pool, we're not perhaps downgrading to a Marriott. We're keeping them up at a, a luxury level. Um, and, and then offering some children, children's activities. Um, sometimes we'll have uh, one of the children's, or youth coordinators rather, um, host a movie night. So the kids will have dinner that's more kid-friendly, like pizza or hot dogs, and they'll have a movie night together so the parents can have an adult dinner out in a nice restaurant without worrying about um, their kids. We also have a Young Explorers program on both the Ultimate Iceland and Greenland, which is coming up in August. Uh, And then we have a great young explorers program in Antarctica, so a longer cruise over both Christmas and New Year. So we try to put our our family programs over school breaks. And so we timed our Antarctica, South Georgia, and the Falklands program over the winter holidays. Um, Typically, you leave right around the Friday or Saturday. Uh, The school ends in December, and you're getting back uh, at the end of the weekend before it goes back. So it is a full Uh, It's certainly taking up the full winter vacation, but uh, the kids who've traveled, that I actually personally have traveled with in Antarctica on that particular journey, I I wanted to get involved in the kids' activities (laughs) because they were so much fun and they were interesting, like having an ornithologist, the head of the department at the University of Buenos Aires, um, PhD in, in ornithology and all things birds, is also an artist, and she taught a class on painting watercolor uh paintings of of penguins of different kinds of penguins and there were some of us adults that said hey can I participate in that and they, and they actually will let you know a limited number if they can fit us in um, other people participate in the kids program they also do things like dissecting a squid um, and they, they have obviously some opportunities to go sledding down uh, some, some hills in, in Antarctica on the seventh continent. And on that specific trip um, during the New Year's Eve celebration when they counted down to midnight, most of the kids were at the pool and they jumped in the pool um, all at the same time Aww. at midnight. Um, and which was which was fun. And we were in a beautiful place called La Mer Channel, so the photos have these beautiful icebergs on both sides of the ship and the kids in midair um, in their bathing suits jumping into the pool, heated, of course. Um, so, again, some really fun things uh, for the kids uh, to do on some of these great family programs.
0: Well, you know, the history of Abercrombie and Kent and, and, and the family growing up young in, in, in Africa and stuff like that, the age of, you know, five years old, um, Jeffrey Kent, um... It brings back, you know, all those, all those things and, and, designing something that really works for them. But I, I think that what you have is you have the fact that you have 55 offices around the world. So, every company you can, you have your fingers firmly on the pulse of luxury travel. So, you're always able to predict really what next year's and, you know, are the hottest destinations. Because you you're there, you tr- you have that true experience right there, and that makes a huge difference in being in in country and doing these different things. I think from even peace of mind of all of us as travelers, you're there.
1: Absolutely, well, I think I think that's I think that's an important point. So I think it's nice to be able to pr- to predict what's coming because we see sort of early signs of of either a decline or or rising interest in a in a destination just simply because we have the data from both a retail side here and a wholesale side Mm -hmm. on the the local office side. Um, But I think from a safety and security standpoint, especially, I mean, just let's be honest, you can't turn on the news these days without something breaking somewhere. And I think that's one of the things that that Abercrombie & Kent has really built over the last 58 years, and that is a globally local infrastructure that gives us the local presence well-connected people on the ground who again they have their ear to the ground they've got friends they've got contacts in the local government sometimes in the national government depending on where we are and when they see something coming, uh, and they oftentimes see it way before it makes it onto the news, way before it's a thing, and we have then, because we have the resources of a global international company, um, if we need to charter a plane to get our people out when the president of Egypt resigns in 2011, mm-hmm. we're able to do that and orchestrate it seamlessly. And we made international news because we so seamlessly got almost... 250 people without making a fuss without making anybody uncomfortable got Mm -hmm. them to a hotel near the airport and the moment the airport reopened we were able to use the charter plane that we brought in from amman got a couple people on some commercial flights and then in london zurich and amman when those planes landed we had abercrombie and kent people on the ground welcoming them to that place taking them to a four seasons Mm -hmm. in each of those places where they had rooms and a team from a and k that was there to help them either get home or make alternative arrangements because oftentimes a lot of our working executive guests they only have this little bit of vacation and they don't want to just go home so we were making alternative plans involving their travel advisor of course Um, to help them get somewhere else so that they could still feel like they had had a holiday, even though the one that they had planned to Egypt had gone wrong simply because there had been a regime change. Um, There was no other company that came even close to those numbers. And just my favorite statistic is that we got 233 people out in 36 hours. The State Department was able to get six people wow. out in the same time period. So we're kind of a built-in insurance policy. I'm you like, really are, totally Sean. Insurance.
0: That, yeah, <laughs> it, It's that peace of mind, definitely. Sure. When you started mentioning flying people out, you know, the Wings Over the World program that you have, can we talk a little bit about that?
1: Of course uh this is a program that we uh designed I'll, I won't say by accident but in response uh to a mistake um uh, we had had a guest who didn't want to be on any long drives and there was he was going to india and at the time, it was about a six hour drive to get from Delhi to Agra, where the Taj Mahal is. And then, if you were going on to Jodhpur or Udaipur, it was another full day drive. And he really didn't want to do that. And we didn't do a very good job, and this was years ago, um, of, of accommodating him. And when he got there, he plunked down, he got to the first place after a six hour drive, plunked down his. You know, platinum card, and and went to the concierge and said, "I don't care how you do it, I am not going on another long full day drive." And so she picked up the phone, chartered a, a helicopter, a plane, and you know, for the rest of the trip, he was flying between all of the destinations. And we realized, I mean, obviously we had upset a client, which was the worst part, but we also realized that we could have done that too. Um, it was just it was a miscommunication, I think, on our part that we didn't we didn't think of an alternative, and so. Our executive team thought about how we could actually offer this as a product. And so we've actually created about eight different itineraries that are connecting long drives or in inconvenient connections, like where you're spending a whole day in uh, Buenos Aires Airport because you've got to go through customs and immigration on both sides. And it's just a pain. But if you have a private aircraft, a chartered aircraft, that is taking all that pain away. Um, we're finding that there's a market for that. So these are small, luxury, small group journeys that have a private aircraft um, in the middle of them. And I think right now our newest itinerary that's selling very well um, is called Wings Over Argentina, Mm -hmm. Chile, and Brazil. Um, It starts in Argentina, um, takes a guest up to the wine country, um, spends a little bit of time in uh, Buenos Aires, and then we make our way over to, to Patagonia in Chile. But rather than flying through Buenos Aires International Airport and going to Santiago and then having to connect, we actually fly nonstop uh, all the way down to uh, Porto Natales, which is kind of in the southern tip of Patagonia. So you're less than an hour outside of Torres del Paine National Park, um, and you've Literally saved a whole day of travel, so you can spend more time enjoying the, the natural beauty, and less time messing around with long drives and, and transfers. We then fly up um, from we, we go up to the wine country and, and then fly over to Brazil, where we spend a couple of nights at Iguazu Falls. And every falls and every one of these departures has been timed that if the skies are clear, you can see the falls by moonlight, by a full moon. Um, so again, I think some really great attention paid to detail. Uh, by our, our planning team here in uh, our, our Chicago office, um, and, of course, flawlessly executed by our teams uh, on the ground uh, with that plane uh, taking, you, take, taking you around uh, to, places, to, to, to places within that itinerary.
0: John, honestly, I mean, that, that, that is a great story. And listening to that, I would be sitting here going, why wouldn't I want to go with Abercrombie and camp? I mean, there are so many more destinations, so many more things we can talk about. Unfortunately, we don't have that time, but, um, you're going to, you're going to have to be back because as we get into the year, I know that, um, a good friend of mine said one day, live for today, but save for tomorrow. And saving for tomorrow to my friend meant, I want to travel the world, you know. I want to seize those days. I want, I, I want, I just want to get those exciting experiences. I want to be to destinations that I never thought of or knew existed, and have those more authentic ways to travel. And you just named an experience that's amazing with the wings, you know, over Argentina, and also the other programs that you have. Um, Sean Johnson and Abercrombie and Kent thank you so much today for joining us and taking us away it's always a pleasure pleasure, when you're on we get very excited about Abercrombie and Kent yourself thanks again Sean thank you so much tune in to our next show keeping you in touch with all things travel this has been brought to you by Altor and the Travel Authority. For more information on what we discussed today, or current promotions and specials, contact me at traveltalk Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Ask any international traveler. Having a supply of local currency when you are in a foreign country is always a good idea. Your Altour, the Travel Authority, travel professional can assist you with currency exchange before you leave and when you get back. It's fast, secure, and at very competitive rates. In addition, you'll avoid the hassle and delays of exchanging currency at a foreign airport or bank. Reliable, trustworthy foreign currency exchange is one more way Altour and the Travel Authority help you travel with peace of mind. Please contact your local, Tour or the Travel Authority office for your currency needs.